Hi, my name is Beth, and I am the host of the Seeking Light podcast. In a world that presents us with growth and challenges, there is tremendous light. And this podcast is a source of light through scriptural insights that I have gained through the years. Come join me as I share light in a world that can sometimes be confusing. Okay, everybody, thank you for jumping on Friday's podcast interview. Um, As a podcaster, you (laughs) set up interviews, but they don't always work out. And so this morning I was out on a walk with a friend and in my head while we were talking, I was trying to think what I was going to do about this Friday's podcast leading up to Mother's Day. And all of a sudden the thought came into me that I needed to reach out to my sister-in-laws and sister and ask them if they would help me and do a podcast about mothers. So gratefully, I have four of my sisters on the podcast with me today. And we're going to just talk a little bit about Mother's Day and about being a mother and some of the lessons we've learned. And so... I'm going to have all of them go around and I'm going to have them introduce themselves and I'm going to have them share with you uh, how many children they have and how long they've been married. And then we'll start from there. So Carta, I'm going to start with you. So can you share with everybody your name and a little okay. bit? Of- okay. I'm Carta and I married Beth's um, younger, older brother, older, right? Yeah. Older brother. <laughs> and um, Matt and we have five kids. Um, our oldest is married and um, doing great. Our next oldest is uh, living on her own and graduated and moving towards marriage. And our third is on a mission in Brazil. And then our next one still lives here. She's a junior. Um, and then our youngest one is um she's eight and she's our little ball of spunk so um what else did you want me to answer I can't remember that's great that's great and you live in Oregon yes yes okay Amber you're next oh okay I'm Amber I'm uh, Beth's sister-in-law Matt is my brother and I have four children um and I'm married to my husband, Aaron. We've been married for this, this year will be 16 years. So, um, and my children, I have two twin boys that are 11 and I have a daughter that's eight and then a daughter that's four. Thank you, Amber. And you're in Arizona. Did you already say that? Oh, I didn't say that. Yeah. I'm in Arizona okay. moving to Idaho soon. Woo-hoo! Okay. Ash. Okay. I'm Ashley and I, and actually Amber's twin so Matt is my brother Beth is my sister-in-law um I also live in Oregon um I have five kids we've been married for about 19 years um I've got four boys and then we ended with a girl and they range from 16 down to seven and I am a stay-at-home mother good Ash okay Jill Hi, I'm Jill. Um, I am also Matt's sister. <laughs> There's a and, lot of them. <laughs> and, a lot. and um, so uh, fun fact, when I was younger, people would get Beth and, and 
mixed up. And I thought that was the coolest thing in the whole world. <laughs> I wanted to be just like her. Um, and so anyways, that's just a fun fact. I live in Omaha, Nebraska, right in the middle of the country. And um, I have been married to my husband, Lee, for um, coming up on three years here. We were married during COVID and um, we were the couple that took over Matt and Beth's house for a weekend in June during the, the pandemic. And party. I was just telling someone this past week how good our food was at our wedding. Um, and then uh, I have three kids now. So when I got married to Lee, I became an Insta mom to Kendall and Lila, who are now uh, 12-year-old twins. Well, they'll be 12 next week. So they're in sixth grade. And um, and then little Henry was our honeymoon surprise. And he's two, um, two years old. And yeah, up until I got married when I was 40, I was a professional and uh, lived everywhere and did lots of things. And, and then I quit it all because I was like, I get to do this once. I'm done with the rat race. I'm going to raise my family. So that's what I'm doing. Good job. Thank you. Okay. So I asked them beforehand a few questions and we might talk about more things too, because I think this topic, I actually don't think it's talked about as much as I would think it would be. Um, so I want to know from all of you, I'll start with Amber. What would you have wanted to know before you became a mother? What was something that you wish you would have known? Um, how much time I spent at the park? Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think, I think to be told like how much, um, it would affect me, like, how do I wear that? How much it would, it would show me my imperfections. Like it will show you, um, what you need to work on and what you do great at. (laughs) I really think that, um, that would have been something really important to just kind of realize, um, before I started having kids just to be prepared. Yeah, that's so good. That's so true. They're constantly showing me what I need to work on. <laughs> okay, Ash, what would you have wanted to know before you became a mother? Well, I really liked Amber's answer. <laughs> but um, I think for me, and maybe this will be different from other people, I wish I would have read a few more parenting books. <laughs> that sounds uh, like I feel like I gathered from what I saw around me and they were wonderful but I wish if I would have read a few more books I would have more uh I would have um, been able to kind of pick and choose maybe beforehand some of the things I wish I would have implemented (laughs) um with my family so um and also I think I wish uh I would have taken um, people's advice to nap more. (laughs) That's good. Yes. Yes. That's great. Ash. I really like that. Okay. Jill, what would you have wanted to know before you became a mother? 
Uh, my first initial response was, I was surrounded by so many mothers already before I got married for so long that there was never a, a, like, like a moment where I'm like, no one told me this because I just felt like I had, there were moments where I was like, oh yeah, Beth talked about this or JJ talked about this or. I remember mom saying this, or I remember mom doing that. Like I have, or, or cousins even, it's, you know, it's just, oh, but I have, I've just been so surrounded by so many, so many, so many moms in my life that it was, it wasn't uh, a huge thing to that. I think the, um, the whole stepmom thing was the biggest. And um, what I learned, um, although that makes me sound like I didn't learn, I've learned so much. So please don't, take that all the wrong way. Um, but like, I think with, with the whole stepmom thing, the biggest thing was just that, um, it, you, you really do grow by serving them and, or grow in love with them by serving them. Right. Because I, I mean, I thought they were great girls and I had a very cordial relationship with them and it was nice and stuff, but like, I'm, I, I, I'm taking them as, as my daughters. I mean, their mother is in their life. Don't get me wrong, but, um, but it's like, they call me mommy and I am seen as a mother figure by them. And so I really had to be like, okay, how do I, how do I work on increasing my love for them? And I, I'm sure it will be the same for Henry, but right now he's just so great that <laughs> he's so fun. He can't, so- he can't do anything wrong. <laughs> really does it right now he's just so I mean he does lots wrong because he's a toddler but like he's just so cute that I just deal with it you know but yeah. I'm sure in I don't know two years I'll just be like oh geez how do I do that but yeah it was being becoming a stepmom um and like oh geez just just learning how to how to love them I I wish I would have figured out that better I hope that helps no, that's great. Good, good, good. No, I love it. I love all of them. They're very thoughtful answers. Carta, what would you have wanted to know before you became a mother? I think there are categories to what I would have wished I had known. One is physical. So like there's all these things, little tips and tricks about nursing that I wish someone had told me. Um, there's all sorts of like just a, a lot of like physical things. Um, and maybe little things that helped me with the physical um, raising of my kids. But I think primarily, um, I wish I had known earlier on how much I needed to depend on my Savior, on the Spirit, on the direction from heaven to guide what I do, because I made a lot of um, dumb mistakes, said you know, dumb things, got frustrated with things I shouldn't have gotten frustrated with that could have been prevented if I was um, more prayerful and seeking um, help more so from heaven. Um, I think that I've started to um, see my role as a mom much more as a teamwork thing with, with Heavenly Father that they're his kids too. And he's more invested even than I am and wants their happiness. And so I wish I, I had learned earlier to rely on him more for the direction that 
um, he's always willing to give. So, yeah, no, that's good. Cause I think in the beginning, I remember feeling like I had to try to figure this out. Like, not that I didn't know that I could have personal revelation or I could, I could, you know, I knew I could pray, but I don't know why there was just this feeling like I've got to figure this out. Why am I struggling with this? Why can't I get this right? You know? So I think that's a really good point. And okay, I well, also thought, I just want to add this. I was the best mom until I had kids because <laughs> I thought <laughs> I knew, oh yeah, when I'm a mom, I'm going to do this. And, and I, I wish somehow, I mean, people always say, oh, just you wait, but really there's nothing like motherhood to prepare you for motherhood. And you kind of, it's like a throw you in the deep end and you learn as you go kind of thing. So and I realized I'm not as great of a mom as I used to think I would be. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So when you, all of, all of you have listened to each other, have any other thoughts come to you about that question? Just from listening to each other's comments, Amber. Yeah. When Carter was talking, um, it's, it reminded me of, you know, I thought that, oh, I'm going to be, this will be not easy for me. Cause I saw with so many people around me, I saw the hardness about it, but thinking like, oh, I grew up babysitting. I became an aunt when I was what in seventh grade, eighth grade. I was like, I've been around kids so much. Like it, I'm going to get this. Like I, it, it won't be maybe as hard to me as maybe some other people. And, um, while some may, some of that may be true, you know, like knowing how to care for babies and stuff like that, but it was, a huge, you know, change regardless of that. And such a naive, you know, thought <laughs> process to have um, when you're like starting to be a new mom. But yeah, that was something for sure where you just realize, yeah, this is not what you think it is when you start it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jill or Ash? Ash. Yeah. Sorry. Is that still okay? <laughs> yeah, she's gonna go. Um, I was just thinking how um they are like constantly on your mind. <laughs> but, I, which is funny that I say that since I did forget to take my child to school this morning. <laughs> <laughs> but um he's a high schooler. He was asleep. I off day. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, <laughs> But they, they seriously just occupy so much of your thought process where you're just aware of them. Even if you're not thinking of them or you're doing something else, like it always comes back to them. It kind of, I guess it's like that scripture, like, you know, the mother hen, <clears throat> does she forget her, her chicks or, um, I forget how it's phrased, but you do forget your chicks. So, <laughs> well, not really though. No, I'm teasing. I'm sorry. No, he was just, he just needed extra sleep and you gave that to him. That's right. That was, I knew that was very did. good. Yeah. He was I love it. I'm telling yes, you. I bet. <laughs> okay. Jill, did you have a thought from the, some of those comments? Yeah, I just want to backtrack. I really don't want to make, I hope it doesn't sound like I was saying nothing surprised me and it was so easy. That's not, that's not what I'm saying at all. Um, I loved what Carta said. I'm like, yes, Jesus, Jesus. There was, a, <laughs> there, <laughs> there's just a lot of um, 
sitting back and being like, geez, I really can't control this, especially around the step parenting stuff, because, you know, you, you're, we're dealing with, there's four parents in these girls' lives and you, and two of them are in a completely different household. And so you can't control half of the girls' lives. I mean, not that you're controlling it, but you know what I mean? Like you're not a parent in a sense for half of their life. And so there's a lot of just turning to the Lord and being like, I, I can't do this. I don't know how, to, I don't know how to do this, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that's really helpful. And um, yeah, I really, I really think of um, John 14, 26, where it talks about the comforter who'll teach you all things. And then it's the part where it says, and bring all things to your remembrance. Remembrance. Mm-hmm. I just, I just feel like in motherhood, there have been so many times where it's just, I remember being taught that. I remember seeing that. I remember, and it, it was just like, I feel so lucky that, I mean, while there were difficult things about not, you know, being married and having kids younger, I feel so lucky to be, have, you know, being a mom now in my forties and having so much life and experience and knowing how the spirit works with me and stuff like that. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. And actually that kind of leads me to a question I just wrote down (laughs) and I'll give you guys an example. So you have time to think about it, but if you would feel comfortable sharing a spiritual experience that you've had with one of your children, um, I know we've had many, but I'll just share with you really quick. Um, I tend to have dreams about that are spiritual promptings to me about my oldest, about Madeline. And I'll literally wake up and I will call her or she'll, will be talking in the afternoon. And I will tell her that I had a prompting or I had this dream and she'll be like, oh my gosh, mom, how do you know? And I'm like, that's how the spirit communicates with me for you. And so I just notice, and I pay really close attention to those. I don't know why it's that way with her, but I get it. I get a prompting. I get a dream. And then I'm able to share with her what I know either is happening or going to happen. And I can't, I'm not receiving revelation for her, but I'm just, she'll already be like, oh my gosh, mom, how did you know that? Yes, this happened yesterday, or this is, you know, this happened this morning or whatever it is. So with that little example, um, who would like to share, is there something that has happened either, you know, when you're driving or when they were younger or something that helped you with school or primary or their friends in the neighborhood or something that was kind of worrying your mind is, can you recall, bring to memory, um, Carta? I have just two like examples and there's so many times that right. my father has stepped in and said, okay, you need to take care of this for this kid, or this kid needs more of this. And, um, probably the very first time that I had like a clear, um, answer as a mom of how to help my kids specifically when my oldest, um, Jerem, he had uh, pyloric stenosis, but we didn't know what it was at that point. And essentially the valve that goes from his stomach into his intestine was closing off. And so he, his stomach would contract trying to push food through and it would end up Uh, he would just throw up everywhere and he was starving to death. And we didn't know that. We just thought, oh, I can't calm my child. He's screaming all the time. 
And I remember um, just holding him and saying, Heavenly Father, what can I do? And I was so desperate because he had just cried nonstop, like forever and loud. And it just was really hard. And I remember kind of a, almost like a, not a vision, but I had a clear picture in my mind of exactly what I needed to do. And it was him laying in the bouncer and me sitting on the rocker right in front of him with bouncing him with my foot, like bouncing the bouncer so that he could kind of have this motion, whatever it was. Anyway, so I, I did it. I laid him down and I started bouncing him with my foot on the bouncer and it was like magical. And it just was like a, a button was pressed and then he stopped crying and he really quickly fell asleep. And I just had a testimony from that, that, oh, Heavenly Father is really invested in all of the suffering of his children, even if it's just, and in retrospect, I realized he was starving to death because he wasn't getting any of the nutrition that we were trying to feed him. And um, so even if it's a hungry little baby, um, he still had a way to calm him and soothe him and, and to give him some relief and really to truly sucker him. Um, and that what a privilege it was to be kind of the conduit to give him that relief. Um, and then the other time that I immediately thought of when you were asking was my oldest daughter was having a really rough day one day. She came home from school and she, all I knew was she was being a grump and she was so grouchy and so cranky and she was kind of throwing her stuff around, you know, her books around and starting to pull out her books to do her homework and was just kind of snarky with everybody. And my first inclination was to kind of rein it back, you know, rein her in and try and, and just say, uh, you can't treat us like that. And, and I went to open my mouth and I had this overwhelming feeling, just hug her. And I, I did. So I walked over to her and I just hugged her and she dissolved in my arms and just started crying and from that experience she was able to tell me some things that were going on that I had no idea about sorry that had I piled on and said hey you can't do this and um it would have just made it so much harder for her and I was able to kind of um align with her and um help her through what she was struggling with as opposed to just piling on um and i just feel like there's so many times when heavenly father steps in and says okay don't be a bonehead here you need some help to raise these kids and and that was one of the almost like a catalyst of like for me anyway helped me to feel closer to her and to help um our relationship kind of solidify into a much more um, close and, and more of a friendship kind of relationship rather than um, a nagging relationship. So anyway, I just have a testimony of how he leads us and guides us from heaven. And he's very invested in our children. And 
in their well-being. And he uses us if we're willing to listen to him. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you, Carta. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Did you, Amber, Ash, Jill? Me? Ash? <laughs> oh, Jill? Yeah, uh, Ash, 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 go ahead. I, I was just going to say, I, I'm not super good with specifics, but I feel like um, I have this thing where I, um, I'm not a very good sleeper, <laughs> but um, sometimes I'll be woken up in the middle of the night and um, I just have thoughts of different things to improve. <laughs> I don't know why it's always three o'clock in the morning or so, um, but I'll just get my phone out and start writing down some of my thoughts and inspiration, I guess. Um, and I feel like those have always been, uh, really helpful for what our family needs. And, um, like I started journals for the kids where Jeff and I write in them and just different things that, um, we can implement. And, um, I feel like it's helped our family, um, or helped us to, you know, show love or really improve our, our family. Oh, that's great. Jill, did you have something to say? Yeah. Um, the question was like just spiritual experiences we've had as mothers, right? Yeah. Just like promptings yeah. or thoughts, like, you know, Ash has them in the middle of the night. Yeah. Carter had them in that moment, those moments. Yeah. So what about you? I must be very tone deaf. No, just kidding. Um, I, well, the, the thought that came to me was actually just, um, the first few nights after Henry was born, uh, and I was home. So, um, you know, I, I had a pretty terrible birth story or have a pretty terrible birth story. And, um, I've always been really, I was always really sad and still am that I didn't get to bond with Henry, like right after he was born. And like, what I do remember, they tried to put him on me. I, 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 um, I was like, so drugged up and, um, they said, here, take him. And I just was like, no, I can't, I can't, I'm going to drop him. I'm going to drop him. And I was so worried. And then, and then the next memory I have is being in the recovery room and he was on me, but I was like, so out of it that I, I didn't really get to enjoy it. And then we were just in the hospital. The hospital's the worst. So, you know, it just, it, it was this, and it was COVID, you know? So there was like no joy. <laughs> it was just getting, I mean, I wasn't unhappy and I was so happy to have him and all that stuff, but like, and I didn't, I didn't have a postpartum depression or anything like that, but like, it just was hard. And I just remember one night um, getting up and, and feeding him and, and, um, and just the like love and connection just like washed over me. And I just couldn't believe how much I I loved him. And that I would I would do anything for him and that I would go after anyone who tries to do anything to my children. And it was I just it was such a special moment. It was like probably three in the morning and 
you and Ashley should call each other. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Um, and it was, it was just beautiful. And um, I've always loved that. And then um, with the girls, um, I just, I don't know. I, I think about, um, cause this was our first year having them 50, 50. So we have them half of the week before school starts or to take them to school and stuff. And I just, we felt really strongly that we needed to do scripture reading in the morning. And, um, I mean, it's a half hour drive to take them. So it's not easy, but it's just, we felt really strongly that we should do it. And, um, you know, it's just, we read two verses each. It's not very long. And then we have a family prayer and, um, and, and I just really feel that the girls, um, are able to benefit from the power of the Holy ghost. They're not baptized yet. We won't go into all that right now, but they're not baptized yet. And, and I just want them to feel that influence of the Holy ghost since they don't have it as a gift yet. And, and I just feel that we're arming them with power, even though one of them is very unhappy that we do not read them at night. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And, uh, and I just feel, we just pray that they have the power of discernment when they're at school and that they can recognize good and evil and, and be able to observe that, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, and I mean, they haven't come up to me yet and been like, mommy, I noticed good and evil today, you know, but um, I do have confidence in that prompting and, and I'm glad that we've done it. And I think the Lord magnifies, you know, it's just eight verses and it's not, it's not deep, but we're doing it. Yeah. That's beautiful, Jill. That's yeah. the consistency. Yeah. Okay, Amber. Okay. Um, I'm not muted, right? I was thinking about that. And um, it's actually related to you, Beth. Um, I was, so my older boys, they're twins and they can be a handful, especially um, one of them. And I was really struggling with like my feelings towards him and just he's like the sweetest boy but he's just you know can be such a difficult um a challenge for me to deal with I should say and I remember listening to Beth's podcast and I don't even remember which one it was but I was in the car driving by myself and listening and Beth shared her story um dealing with one of her sons about um how the thought came to you to um love him the way that see him the way that God sees him and um that struck me so strong because I realized like it's just kind of like a lightning bolt like I was like oh my gosh like that's what I need to do like I need to start seeing him the way that God would see him and see the good in him and um I mean I I, it just it's just things where you just you don't think about that as a mom and I now 
I really try to do that for all my kids, really, you know, but especially with those that I'm having struggles with, like, to remember to see them the way that God is seeing them and seeing, you know, the kind of child they truly are and seeing maybe turning that hard, you know, the difficulties of them into the good, into seeing the good they are, that they can do and, um, so that was one of my experiences that I had. So thank you, Beth, because you shared that story. That really helped thank me. Thank you. <laughs> um, and then one other story I was going to share was um, both my boys deal with ADHD. And it's been a fairly new, well, just the past like couple, a year and a half, they've been on the medication. But um just recently they I was putting them to bed at night and they were saying how much they hate that they have ADHD and um you know I I didn't know like what I should do or to say or how to respond to that you know like I'm trying to be positive with them but I I left the room to go do something and I all of a sudden just thought in my head, which I know it wasn't me. Like, I know it's, you know, I'm being prompted to do what I should do as a mother. And I, it came to me, like, look up online, like, um, the strengths of people that have ADHD and just go read it to them. And I looked it up and I found this, you know, this awesome template showing and sharing all these amazing things about the good from people who have ADHD. And I just went and I sh- told them, I was like, I'm, I'm going to read this to you guys so you guys can see like the good that can come from it because I I don't want them to see this as such a terrible thing. And I just started seeing them like light up and they were like so amazed that, oh yeah, that is a good thing. You know, like I could see the positivity come back to them about it. And um, it's just like little moments like that where I feel like I'm prompted to do something to help, you know, change the situation. And I think that we're given, you know, all of us have that in us to pray for and ask, you know, for help in that way. So. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. All of you. It's so good to hear this. Sometimes I feel like mothers and women in general just need to get together and regularly hear each other because everything you talk about, like I, I have felt those same feelings and I'm sure all of you have had the same thoughts. So thank you. Okay. I want to ask you a question and I want, don't, don't, you don't have to feel not modest about it, but I want to know what you feel in your heart that you do really good as a mother. So I'm going to share an example with you. (laughs) But one thing that I do feel like I do well as a mother is I feel like I try to make sure that my children know that however they are, I love them no matter what it is, no matter if they're making choices that they, that I wouldn't necessarily want them to make or do that. I am there. Um, like they call me all the time, not all of them, but more than half of them and they want to talk. And even if they tell me things that I want to cringe and cry, I'm just like, well, I love you. And I'm so glad you have told me this. So I'm really grateful that I'm able to, I don't know how I'm able to do that, 
but I feel that it's a gift that God has given to me. And so I feel like I am able to just kind of be, be in the place with them and not judge and, you know, condemn them. So with that example, who would like to go first? (laughs) Come on, Jill, you want to go first? Yeah. Uh, Well, my first thought was I am, I'm really good at putting dishes in the dishwasher. I, I, I like Tetris. I'm so, um, that's awesome. But, um, then you're like, no, nah, then I realized I have to be spiritual. Well, well something. No, you don't. Different. I want you to know you do not, not have to be spiritual. Like, like it doesn't have like, to be um, anything that's good comes from Christ. I right. So I, it's great. Know, I don't really feel like I'm very good. <laughs> I feel like they tolerate me at best. Um, I think I'm, I think I'm really good at, um, bearing my testimony and really good at like bringing things back around to the gospel. I'm just absolutely determined for them to see things as they really are and to feel the spirit in their lives as much as they can. And it just, and so I don't know, sometimes I think, oh my gosh, they must be so sick of hearing me, but, and they know I talk a lot, but I I, I think, I don't think I'm ever going to let up on that. Like sharing my testimony and sharing gospel truths and Lee does it too. So, and uh, yeah, so there you go. That's really good. Okay, Ash. Okay. I would say I'm really good at saying sorry. <laughs> That's um, so good. That's a great I, one. <laughs> I um think I'm pretty good at that. But um I also think I and I have better years than others, but I really try hard to make birthdays special, um, different events. And making that, you know, trying to make a memory that way. Um, Yeah, you do. You do. I think our mom did a really good job of doing that. And so it's just ingrained in me. Yeah, so true. Yeah, remember? Um, I first thought, I was like, I can make some really good food for them. But I... I Yes, you do. I think the one that I, that came in my mind, she's a little odd maybe, but I'm really good at um, doing like physical play with them. Like I will wrestle the boys. I still will wrestle the boys. <laughs> I, I play this game where they, they all try to get me down on the ground. Like they'll jump on my back. Um, I'll dance with them. I'll turn up music and dance. And um I, Aaron doesn't really do that stuff. Like I'm more of like the physical play, like jump on me. I'm going to get you down and, you know, I'll push them and <laughs> hold them down. <laughs> so um, I think I'm pretty good at that. I, it kind of surprised me that I do that, but it's fun. So I don't know how long that will last. <laughs> <laughs> when they can start taking you down, watch out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes, you are very good at that. Okay, Carta. 
Um, I would say there's a whole bunch of things I want to be good at and I try to be good at. Um, I also I kept thinking about things. I'm like, oh, maybe I could say that. And then I think of a couple of instances when I wasn't so good at that. But I think probably um, I would say maybe my creativity. I, um, I, especially when they were young, come up with games or activities or things, you know, that I could do with them and um, just, I don't know if that's even what you're looking for, but <laughs> something, you know, like I, I try to um, use my creativity to help my kids enjoy life, if that makes sense. Yes. And you're very good at it too. All of you, everything you said, amen to all of it. Jill, you're awesome at your bearing your testimony and pulling everything to gospel principles. All of you, like everything you guys do is just amazing. Okay. I have a, a few more questions. Okay. So I want to know who influenced you as a mother. So who, who influenced you? I know girls, <laughs> all of you can say mom and it's okay. And you can tell why it's mom. <laughs> so don't worry about that. So I want to know, I'll start with Carta. So Carta, who influenced you as a mother? Well, probably my biggest influence was my own mom, who is a different mom than you guys have, but um, she is the most sacrificing woman I think I've ever met. And she literally has worn out her life in the service of God and children and just serving, serving, serving all the time. Um, I she had eight kids and I don't know how she did it <laughs> because she, we were all really close together. And I just remember she was very organized and um, just had some really great, you know, ways to help us to, you know, whether it's doing jobs or, you know, getting our piano done or whatever it is. Um, I remember just a lot of the ideas of, how I wanted to parent came from her. But I also feel like there were huge influences. You know, my mother-in-law, Beth, your mom, um, has really impacted me as well. And I just, every mom that I get to spend time with, especially those who I, I get close to, I have gleaned things from. Um, there's another lady that I knew when I was young, really a young mom, who I just admired so much for her parenting. And um, I don't know if you remember April Turpin. She was yep. just an amazing mom. And I loved how she dealt with her ki kids and was just really a great teaching mom. So she has helped me a lot. Um, there's just a lot of amazing moms that I've had the privilege of being around and even those who maybe weren't moms biologically but have mom hearts even yes. my eldest daughter has influenced me um, in a lot of ways in learning things that have helped me to be a mom like even her spirituality and help her uh, direction you know like she's just got a lot of really great qualities that I 
I, when I grow up, I want to be like my daughter. <laughs> I know that sounds really weird, but I, there's just a lot of people who I feel have really blessed my life with great examples of motherhood and mother hearts. Totally. That's uh, thank you for bringing that up. It's so true. Okay. Ashley may. Um, I would say, say a combination. Say mom. It's mine. <laughs> a combination, Jill. <laughs> I'm going first. Um, I'm going to say the combination of my mother, my sisters and my aunts, um, her, my mother's sisters. Um, I feel like they instilled an inner confidence that, um, I just don't think uh, many people have nowadays. Um, I was really proud to be part of this family that just really bonded together. And I'm, I also think that they just had a way of showing how you gather and love family. And, um, so I'm grateful for those, um, things I saw in them and wanted to emulate. And then also I, I, I have a very service oriented mother-in-law who I, I learned a lot from, she is so giving and, um, thank gosh, any, um, teacher, I, um, in, in church, some of the women from relief society and, um, young women's and those experiences with them, just their work in the church and how they, you know, gave of their time. Um, that was a, a big influence on me as well. So, yeah, that's great. Amber. <clears throat> um, okay. So yeah, like Ashley said, I, I agree with all that, <laughs> all, but no, gosh, are you guys twins? <laughs> Just so kidding. much influenced by all my sisters and sisters-in-law and all that. But um, I will say the one person that stood out to me actually is um, my, my, right when I became a mother, I um, started becoming best friends with this, my friend here now, Kiana Shipley. And I'm, I'm going to get emotional because I'm moving and <laughs> I'm going to miss her so much. But um, we used to go walking every morning. She lived in the neighborhood and like for years. And um, she had kids that were just like she was just probably a five years you know above me with the kids so um, she was a little more experienced mom but she is such a confident person and um, she came from a big family but in such a different way than the way I was came you know like they just the way she handled situations with the kids or um, thought about like even like when like punishing them not punishing but like um disciplining them like learning you know like she did it in such a way that I was like oh yeah I like that way or um I just we've been around each other so much and for so long that like I know her so well and how she handles things and um she's very can be very direct in the most loving but great way and so it was so um, awesome to learn from someone like that where it was different than the way I was raised and see like there's so many other ways that you can parent and mother and um, you know there's no one right way 
and I just loved that I had that during my time as I became a mom and um you know I just think it's amazing what you can learn from people that aren't you know exactly like you like it's really beautiful to see that you can connect with people and see the good and how they do things too so yeah thank you Jill uh yeah I mean hands down my mom and my sisters and sisters-in-law like hands down I mean I watched well my mom I mean you guys like come to my mind every day every day hands down and um instead of like what would Jesus do it's like what would mom do <laughs> well she's close to Jesus you know <laughs> so um I mean definitely that and just in so many ways shapes and, and forms and then um also my aunts and um I've always I felt a very strong connection to my grandmothers and especially grandma Eva and just always felt that she's there and really kind of a part of my life and I just really feel her strength and like fire in me and so I feel like she, the stories that I know of her are what teach me deeper principles that I just apply in a myriad of situations and I know that she taught that to our mom and our aunts and we're just I feel so lucky to have the strong women like in church just a bit of a tangent but like in church you you'll hear people talk about like women need more authority or whatever Every, everyone's got a thing I'm not getting into that but like women need to have, speak up or women need to have more of a say and I'm like I I don't even relate to that because that is all I know is I know. In, <laughs> women speaking up and being part of the council and making certain that you know like this is what I'm actually thinking, you know, in, in the family and in the church and in the community, you know, and, and that means a ton to me. And then I, 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 I mean, but I also have to point out, like, I lived with my cousin Krista for six months, like 10 years ago and, um, her family, she was well into it. And there's a ton of things that I apply into my life from what I learned from her. And, and then my, my friends who aren't mothers, like, um, I was listening to a talk by Sherry Dew today. And I think I've learned to be a mother from Sherry Dew. And I remember in the talk, she discussed how um, Eve was called the mother of all living well before she ever had children. And mm -hmm. I just, I love that. I love that so much. And I did, I, I Sherry Dew was, had a very formative uh, influence in my life because you know, she was around when I was doing my undergrad. And, um, so there's that. And then, and then my friends, um, who, you know, aren't married. I feel like I know myself so well. I went into motherhood knowing myself so well already. And, and I, I attribute that to a, a lot of my, um, my friends helping me to see who I am and stuff like that. So there you go. Yeah, I think that's great. And you know, what I love that you brought up Jill is <clears throat> those that have passed on, um, before I was born, my grandma, uh, Lucy died, my dad's mom, and I never knew her, but, um, to this day, I totally feel her just yesterday morning. 
feeling complete exhaustion, a little depressed. (laughs) I just felt her say, because she raised eight kids and early on in their marriage, my grandpa was an alcoholic. And so she had to carry a lot of the load and the responsibility. And I feel her say to me, don't you quit? Just like what elder Holland said in his talk, don't you give up, you keep going. You've got this, you're going to be fine. There's many angels that are beyond this earth that are helping you. So keep going. So I really appreciate that you brought that up about grandma Eva. Okay. Any other thoughts before I go to the next question? No. Okay. So, um, what is one of your most cherished mother's day gifts? Ashley. (laughs) um so I love anything like heartfelt notes that they actually write or when they're little I love the ones when they ask the questions about the parents and you find out that they think you're 67 and your favorite thing to eat is you know chicken nuggets or something what they love to eat um So I love that, but, um, the kids have also started because they're a little bit older, like making songs, um, you know, taking a tune and then switching it up with words about me. It's just, I I love them using their talents and that, you know, I made them (laughs) and they are (laughs) giving back and it's just so fun to see them do things like that or any clay, anything that they make at school that they bring home to me. That's another thing that I just melts my heart. So those are my favorite, those little memory making ones. Oh yeah. I agree. Okay. Amber. Um, yes, I agree with Ashley. Those memory making ones are the best. Um, but I, I would say, um, I think it was during COVID Aaron did a video and interviewed the kids and made a video for me. And I would say that that one really is probably like my favorite one that I've ever received. I just, anything with having them talk so you can remember their little voices and what they look like. And I love, that was probably my favorite thing. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. Okay. Jill. Um, <laughs> I, I, I very specifically, yeah, have told Lee, like, you don't have to, I, I love the homemade stuff. So he did a video this year and mm-hmm. I loved it. It was really special. And Henry, he even had Henry say, I love you, mommy. I mm-hmm. just, and Kendall and Lila forcing them to think. <laughs> is about me that's fun it's funny so but I have to be honest he also sent me to Florida for five days last week so that was also a gift that I'll never forget wow I want to go <laughs> and who and it it was going down it's a special place she goes to and she's like do you want to come and I'm like Mother's Day yeah. he's like yeah Oh, that's I, awesome. You know, I love traveling. So he, he tries his best to let me do it. Um, not let me do it, but tries his best to, to be supportive of supportive. that. 
Mm-hmm. That's yeah. so awesome. Okay, Carta, what's one of your most cherished? So I have a whole bunch of awesome gifts that my kids have given me over the years. And for various reasons, they're sentimental and wonderful. And um, Matt has given me a lot of, um, and I should clarify, we all talked about how you guys are all sisters to Matt. It's not the same Matt as my husband. (laughs) So I was like, everyone's probably so confused. But anyway. Um, that's Beth's brother, not her husband. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of anyway, um, my Matt has given me like, you know, poems and letters and stuff that are really meaningful. But I was thinking about it. And one of the most special things that I, I remember about a Mother's Day gift, and Beth, you'll probably remember this too. Your dad took all of the local sisters and sister-in-laws out and bought us an outfit and took us to lunch and I just thought it was so just targeted sweet um and just really I don't know just it made me feel a lot more tender towards him and and just love him more and it was just a really special Mother's Day gift I think and I don't know that was one of the most memorable ones I guess not that I can't really pick one from my kids. I love oh, all right, of them. Right. So if I pick one, I know they'll be like, oh, they're the favorite. <laughs> anyway. No, that's a good, that's a good, that is a very special memory, Carta. That's wonderful. Okay. I have, I have a lot, well, a last mother question, and then I've got my other last one and I'll be quick here. So I know it's hard to pick. And I know there's so many things that motherhood has taught us. But what is one thing that you can think of right now that motherhood has taught you? So, I, thought you gonna, I thought you wanted what? us to tell you our favorite child. I know it's hard. <laughs> Jill, that doesn't exist. <laughs> I have five favorites. <laughs> I've got three and a husband. Okay. So Jill, I want you to go first. What okay. would you say one thing that mother, I mean, there's okay. And the audience will know there's so much that it teaches you. But what's one thing that's kind of, that's come to your mind as you've thought about this question? It's the most important thing in the world. Like when I decided not to go back to work, like it was kind of like, yeah, we'll just see how it goes. But now I'm just like, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going back for a while. Like, I don't, I don't know what that looks like. I mean, I know I'll go, but does that mean he'll be... Henry will be out of the house. Does it mean the girls will be out of the house and Henry will be 10? Like, what does that mean? But it is the most important thing that a woman can do and understand about herself. And that time with a child or children is just, it is unbeatable. And the monotony of motherhood is completely something that is possible to those the monotony that's there that can be endured in a second knowing that I am there to protect and teach and love and help this child see who he and and she is it's hands down I if any girl will ever talks to me what do I do I'm like stay home with your kids I'm not judging anyone who's listening and your choices and and your family situation and all that stuff. But like, 
that's just where I'm, I, I, I just staying home with Henry and being there for the girls as they start middle school and nothing, nothing more important than that. I love it. Mm, thank you, Jill. Carta. Sorry, I had to unmute myself. Um, so I, I want to just share two things. Um, number can't, one is, can't. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I, my favorite now. <laughs> I'm kidding. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, one of the things that I feel really strongly about that I've learned over the course of motherhood is that Satan lies to us. He tries to get us to think that we are less than, that we are not good enough, that we're not doing a good enough job, that we're um, just not everything that our children need. And that is a big fat lie. And I have learned that through experiences that um, where Heavenly Father has shared with me that you are enough and you're doing everything that these specific kids need and specifically from you. And so when we give the best that we have, it's enough. And so that's the number one thing that I've learned that I hope all moms always know. Don't ever listen to Satan. He just wants you to be sad. He wants you to be unhappy. He wants you to be miserable. And he's the worst liar of the world. <laughs> so um, in the world, thanks. That's my daughter correcting me. <laughs> um, so then the other thing that I was thinking of is I have a deep testimony because of motherhood of how much Heavenly Father loves us and how much he wants our happiness and wants us to succeed in everything. And um, even if Heavenly Father feels about us, how I feel about my kids, he loves us so much, but I know it's even more because he's had an eternity to, to grow that love and uh, more of an eternal perspective to understand it. And I feel like um, for me, the testimony of how much my father in heaven loves me is much more powerful because of knowing how I feel about those little kiddos that walk around with half my heart already you know they I just have so much love for them so for me that's probably the biggest takeaway from being a mom thank you Carta mm -hmm. Amber oh so many good things have been said um so um I've kind of gone over all over the place thinking about it but um like Carta just mentioned how Satan gets us and um I, I just I think I've always prayed you know growing up but I think it really did teach me the importance of prayer and because like Carta said like Satan really gets you like um you know I <clears throat> I think and like I said, very early on how it taught me, like it does, has taught me like my strengths and my imperfections. And I think that's where Satan can get me is dwelling on those imperfections. And um, that's where I've really had to rely on 
prayer and on my heavenly father and my savior of, um, okay, like I can do this. And, um, because of that, I do feel like, um, you know, I realize how strong I can be. Um, and it's really only through like that power of prayer and pleading for help, but really how strong we carry as mothers or how much, how much of a load we carry as mothers and how strong we can truly be if we just like let him help us out and um, be mindful of, you know, what our Heavenly Father wants us, you know, the kind of mother he wants us to be and to be able to be in tune with the spirit to help our children. Um, but yeah, I think learning like how strong I really can be with his help. It's beautiful. Thank you, Amber. Ash? Um, <clears throat> I think a couple things. Um, first, I feel like it has helped me become a good detective. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> you have to you really have to take it when they're sick like you're trying to figure it out you're trying to look at the clues what's going on um you know problems your kids are having you're like you're just picking up on all these things and trying to put it all together and find uh the missing part of the puzzle and um so I think um you get real good at and picking up on those clues and things like that um but I also think um, at least for me, it has, um, really taught me how to be selfless. Um, I was pretty young when I started having kids and, you know, basically a child myself almost. And so, you know, it teaches that maturity and how to, um, just be constantly giving of yourself, which I think it kind of leads to teaching you love and every facet of love that there is and it's like oh you you don't know how to love this way yet so um let me give you this experience and i mean that's our purpose on life right is to have experiences and the family is the best way to teach that and um it's because we can do it together and we're in a loving situation and um i I'm really grateful for that because, because um, the world is not so nice. So to learn those ex, uh, and have those experiences in the real world, I think you just don't, um, you can't learn it as well. You can't learn love as well. But when you're in a family, um, it's safe or should be. <laughs> and um, so um, that's what I feel. It's true love, I guess. Yeah, that's so good. Well, I want you all to know that I, I think your answers and your thoughts are so um, inspiring because, you know, you it's, it is mundane. I don't, I can't remember who said that Ashley, Amber, I it's, um, it's motherhood. Yes. Yes. And so when you come together, like we are tonight, and I really feel God's love for us and for our children and for the children of this world, it makes me feel the courage and confidence to just never, never give up, keep going. So, um, I always ask you, you all know this at the end of my podcast, how do you seek light? 
And so I just want you to personally share like what you do to kind of fill up your, your bucket. Um, I mean, you've, you've said so many things and just what's one thing that you do regularly in your life to kind of keep your light, your bucket filled up so that Satan can't creep in and give you those doubts and, and uncertainties and fears. So Carta, what's one thing that you do regularly to fill up your light? Um, so for me, I feel like I can tell the difference between when I'm deeply reading my scriptures and when I'm just reading them. And so I feel like when I need a recharge or a refill, I, I need to drink deeper in the scriptures. In fact, in preparation for this thing tonight, you were sent, you had a bunch of, um, questions for us that we and some that we didn't already get ahead of time, but um, also I just went to the scriptures and there was a, a scripture that I found that I, I kind of want to share, if that's okay. Yeah, please do. <laughs> um, this is kind of my anthem to my kids. And I feel like for every mom out there, this is kind of what they would want for their kids. And it's in second Nephi two verse 28. And it says, and now my sons, and I would add daughters, I would that ye should look to the great mediator and hearken unto his great commandments and be faithful unto his words and choose eternal life according to the will of the, of his Holy spirit. And for me, that's like my wish for my children. I want them to have the happiness and the joy. That same chapter talks about um, that Adam fell that men might have joy. And I think that that is the key to joy. And so to fill my bucket, to fill um, the need for light that I have in my life, I turn to the scriptures and I find a lot of just peace in them, in its pages. Um, and I just want to add, not only does um, Satan lie to us, because I, I should have said this before, <laughs> this is a little backtracking, but I want to say we have a superpower it is nurturing and I feel like Heavenly Father will show us also um, just how powerful we can be when we fully open up that, um, that gift of nurturing upon our families and upon, it's a woman's gift, I believe. It's not even specifically for mothers, but certainly is used in motherhood. And I feel like it's given to bring joy to the world. And so hopefully that's how we can share light um, with our nurturing and our special superhero power. And um, I would just implore every woman out there, <laughs> do not listen to Satan when he tries to belittle or demean that gift. It is amazing. It is a superpower that is beyond anything that he would ever hope to have. And I just testify that motherhood and specifically nurturing are spiritual gifts given from our father in heaven who loves us a lot. Thank you. So yeah. Thank you, Ash. Um, I would say um, I try to always, before I do any other secular type thing getting on the internet or I really try to get into my scripture or general conference or, or read um 
with anything straightforward um, and try to get that nourishment first off in the day. And then um, I, I really feel like it uplifts me for the rest of the day and um, I can continue on. And um, so I think that's how I continue to seek light is just by trying to do it first, make it a priority. Make it a priority. That's really good. Uh, Jill. Um, yes to scriptures, hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, and I'll also add, um, I was talking with my therapist once and I was just talking about how I love to get things done. There's just so much to do, so much to do. And, um, but, but that I want to, like the number one priority of my life is like loving my husband and loving my children. And she knows I love to-do lists. And she's like, well, what's wrong with putting that on your to-do list? And I was like, well, it kind of seems a little like, check it off, you know, but I love checking things off. So it's not like I give my husband a kiss in the morning and I check it off. But <clears throat> when I'm, when I'm, I don't, and I, and I don't do a to-do list every single day, but when I do it, which is pretty regularly, I try really hard to have at the top of the list, like lovely and love love Henry and the girls because they just I just feel like I'm doing the most important work that God would have me do right now and I just if I'll slow myself down and be a Martha instead of a Mary or a Mary instead of a Martha I can't remember anyways you know what I mean and yes be in the place with that person at that time I feel like I, I get so much more out of what heavenly father wants and side note nothing wrong with doing what the work the the one who was hurrying around you know like I take care of my house and I and I need to do all that stuff and at the same time it's like I love I love knowing I'm loving my I'm loving my family it just helps me so much. That's great, Jill. Thank you. Okay, Amber. Okay. Well, so much has been said that's good, but I say yes um, to, I, I would say um, I, I'm not always, I'm not always good at reading my scriptures. I'm going to be really honest there. Um, I, it's, it's not an everyday thing, but I feel like as, if I can get in like listening to something that is spiritual, then that helps me um, bring in light that day. Or um, it, this is really simple, but like, I am not always good about getting the kids down to read scriptures. But when we drive to school, we have made it a habit. We're like, yes, we're in the car, I'm driving. But like, that is the time that we're able to say a family prayer as we're headed to school. And I really feel like that, I, I don't know why, but like that little thing makes me feel like I'm a good mom. I did, we did that. And it's so, so kind of silly, but it's um, just something simple like that really does help start our day right and bring in a little bit more light. Um, and then one more little thing that's kind of different, but I, not that I'm an 
like an everyday work, like workout person, but I really have um, tried to be consistent lately about doing some sort of exercise. Um, and I, like today, I, all this week, I have felt very like anxious, pit in my stomach. And um, I haven't really got to work out much this week. And today I was like, no, I'm going to work out today. And it's like changed everything for me. And I, I just think how, you know, Heavenly Father has given us these bodies and, um, you know, we really need to, to take care of them and see like the goodness that um, it can bring to us when we take care of them. And um, not that I am perfect, but I have definitely seen the difference of um, when I have been consistent and how it's changed for me. So that's great. All of your answers. Thank you. All of you, Ashley, Amber, Carta, Jill, thank you for being on here and thank you for being mothers and also women that like we brought up that have a mother heart, because we all know women that were not able to bear children, but they still mother and love children. And so we're so thankful for them today. So Happy Mother's Day to everybody. Thank you so much. I am so grateful that you listened to my latest podcast. Please share these episodes with your family and friends. I look forward to being with you again soon. Have a great day.